Yeah, I'm going to keep learning about these cars every time I get in them. And there's a lot to learn, you know, and they, they keep changing so much. And you know, we came down here for the test, and uh, our car was not very good. Didn't have a lot of speed, drove really bad. And uh, I knew we'd made a lot of changes uh, from the test to come down here and learned a lot uh, accordingly. And uh, I, I was trying to kind of reset my brain from what I had at the, the test session because what I had at the test session was, uh, hey, if you can just make 200 laps, you'll be doing good. <laughs> Uh, so uh, we made some good changes, Matt McCall and the team did, and uh, you know I think I needed to put those to the test for sure. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's always little nuances, Kelly. I think, uh, you know, the bumpers are something. I'm more worried about the hood flaps than I am the bumpers, you know, and how they bounce back and forth and uh, – come out of the cars but uh you know in theory it's the same for everybody so it's, it's just another thing for us to manage and, and that's our job as race car drivers is always to understand the, the risk versus reward of every move we do and to be right on the edge but not over it so uh that's everything from you know how the car handles to the uh you know mechanicals of the car and keeping it in one piece and we want to push all the mechanicals to the edge uh the same way and the driver has a huge influence on that zach external with frontstretch.com. Brad, um, I'm, two questions. One, I'm curious um, if it was a benefit for you guys to only have four cars at the end uh, in that little pack there, and uh, you were able to um, kind of slingshot there for the lead. Um, what, was that a benefit of having just a small group of cars there? Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly didn't hurt. I mean, if there had been more cars, I don't think I would have done anything different. But, uh, it, uh, you know, the, the risk proposition was a lot lower when you have that many cars because um, – you know, I think uh, if it didn't work, I was going to finish fourth. So um, that that didn't hurt for sure. And the second, I was curious if there was any kind of um, spark of emotion or anything seeing the, the two-car behind you coming across the, <laughs> line, the line right behind no, you. No, not, not particularly. Um, I'll go watch it on TV, though, and maybe it will then. Thanks. In the moment, I just want to win, so I would, <laughs> didn't have, don't have a chance to be sentimental. Okay. We'll go to Jenna and then Dustin. So I was going to – hey, Brad, congratulations. For, uh, first of all, how the, how's that feel? It's just really good, and it's just so important. You know, there's, there's a lot of guy on, guys and gals on my team you know, that have never won a race before, you know. Uh, the, the company hasn't won a race in five, six years now, five and a half, something like that. And, uh, you know, that's any kind of race. So uh, it's just really important to get that winning habits built up, and, and the only way you can really do that is to go win. So – uh, you know, and that builds confidence in each other and, and builds expectations. And, and not just the expectations were already there. It's probably the right word. It, it, it builds a um, reality that those expectations can happen. So, you know, we had a, a really poor showing uh, at the clash, and uh, we needed something to offset that, and this is a, a great offset for that. So um, do, you, do, you, do they get accustomed to b believing they have a car capable of winning the Daytona 500? Well, it should. Yeah, that's, that's, that should be what comes out of today. You know, the, the 500 will be a lot different than this race. Um, you know, I think the big thing we're noticing is as the pack increases, the cars change pretty dramatically. Um, and, and then, of course, on the, the 500, you know, you'll have the hotter temperatures because it'll be during the day. Um, you know, the good Lord won't. It doesn't rain on us, which looks pretty good for that. So that'll be a whole different set of circumstances that we'll have to adjust to. But uh, you know, I think I've got a really solid team. Uh, you know, most of the team is, is from the one car last year, and 
You know, they, they, they're built on a really strong foundation, and um, uh, this is something to just keep going from. And sorry, I apologize, I have one more. Um, you said you don't really have time to get sentimental, but there is this element with your father. Um, mm -hmm. Do you give it thought, you know? Yeah, I haven't yet. Uh, somebody asked me in Victory Lane, and, you know, I had my girls with me, and we were doing a hat dance, and so I didn't get to, to think about that. But, uh, yeah, it was special. We did get to put the decal on right before the start of the race. You know, Ron Drager from ARCA, he uh, had decals made and asked me if I wanted to run one. I said, hell yeah, and uh, came in right before the start of the race and then put it on the car. So, you know, I, I told my dad last year because uh, I knew he was pretty sick, and, it, you know, his prognosis was he – wasn't going to make it through the summer. I said, Dad, we're going to win the Daytona 500. And uh, you saw how that went. So it's, um, you know, it's bittersweet that it didn't happen while he was still alive. But uh, still glad it's some success. Go to Dustin, then Bob, and then upstairs. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Why did you make the move with four to go as opposed to waiting? Well, because last year <laughs> in the 500, I ended up in a wad down here. Um, and... Um, not that I was okay with that, but I figured maybe I wouldn't end up in a wad with four to go. Um, so uh, I, I thought maybe my push would be a little more uh, handleable. <laughs> Is that the right word? Hand, it's handling, but uh, handleable, something like that. Where's Nate Ryan? Damn it, manageable. Thank you, manageable. Uh, but uh, and so I got a good push from Chase Briscoe. Uh, it was just the right amount, not too much, and um, then I was able to just you know kind of block all the lanes and my spotter TJ did a good job to, to manage that for the next I uh, was it two or three laps that honestly can't remember how that all played out but uh, it was perfect also uh, some drivers mentioned they were kind of a little surprised that typically when you go single file here everybody goes up top and yeah. everybody stayed to the bottom and instead they even noticed it in practice a little bit is that something you notice is that a quirk or is that just I mean is that something yeah. that might play into Sunday or no, it definitely will play in the Sunday, Dustin. The, the cars are built symmetrical, and, and you know, last year's car was built asymmetrical. Um, and, and so this car is built symmetrical, and, and specifically how that affects it is uh, when the cars were asymmetrical, you, the side draft off the right side was really, really sensitive, and the side draft off the left side was not sensitive at all. Well, was minimally sensitive. And so you never wanted to kind of expose your right side. And if somebody got underneath you, you could, you know, come back down and grab their right recorder panel and just stop them. And, and so that naturally created this, uh, you know, kind of gravitation towards the top lanes at a lot of the plate tracks. With this car being symmetrical and that not being the case, um, you know, I think the racing will be significantly better because uh, that high lane freight train won't be there. Um, and I felt like early in the race, uh, you know, I was behind Ryan Blaney for a while early in the race, and I was ready to go. And uh, he stayed calm, which was smart on his part, I guess. But uh, he stayed calm. But I felt like we could have pushed and, and made the second lane work. But I think all of us wanted to get through that pit stop and, and stretch our legs out and take it from there. We're going to Bob. Uh, Bob Pankers, Fox Sports. Were, were you the one who was able to put the sticker on the car? or? Were we uh, the, the team did right before I got there. So did yeah. you see them do it? No, was I didn't. There any no, there, there, it happened while I was in driver intros, but that's okay. There, there's no uh, pride in authorship for me, but um, the pride is that it was on there. And do you guys know kind of how to bump draft yet? There's a lot of talk about the different bumpers and the foam <laughs> in there and whether you really know the feel. Or are you did still we know learning? it before? Uh, did you, I mean, <laughs> you know, Bob, <laughs> Shoot, we came here the last seven years and wrecked uh, 30 cars a weekend. So, 
Um, I don't think we really knew it before, you know, based on that. Um, so I, I think um, we'll, we'll pick up as much as we can pick it up, um, and then we'll push it to its limits. Go upstairs to the press box. Bruce Martin with Speed Sport. Uh, Brad, as an owner, how would you assess the job the driver did tonight? <laughs> well, he won't get fired, which is good, you know. Um, got a little job security there. Uh, but, you know, there's some things I could have done better, I'm sure. But uh, was, uh good at being patient, putting ourselves in position at the end. And uh, I give a lot of credit for uh, my crew on executing the pit stop uh, really well to put us in position uh, where we could kind of – uh, control our own destiny there. So um, then for me, it was just finding the right opportunity and capitalizing on it and, um, you know, working with my spotter. That was uh, important once we did get the lead to, to manage it and keep ourselves there. And in spite of last year's finish in turn three, the fact that the drivers right behind you were all former teammates, did that kind of help or hinder uh, how you thought the race may finish, realizing that, you know, it's, it's a qualifying race. There's no yeah. reason to have any urgency yeah i mean there's still urgency there's you know 10 points on the line and a, a trophy and a check right so um we wanted all of those anything else for the press box nothing else from the press box one back here i think thank you mark i can hear you mark go ahead mark carroll prn brad you talked a moment ago about you know winning mentality how do you establish and, and what's the balance for a team that has struggled to say it's about winning? Yes, we can be happy about a top 10 or top five, but we can never be satisfied unless it's a win, which is a mindset that hasn't obviously been there for a while. How do you, sure. how do you establish that balance? I just, you know, for now, it's setting the bar really high, Mark. Um, you know, it's, it's having people that hold those same beliefs surrounded by them, um, and, and then executing around them. Um, you know, it's, it's pushing in every way and every day, um, and, um, you know, not accepting less than our, our maximum potential. And I think that's what we saw today was our maximum potential. Um, so there's, there's a really good group of people here. Uh, we've assembled a great team kind of in the dark, uh, and uh, now we get to show it. Dustin? Dustin Albino, JC.com, here in the middle, Brad. Uh, your brother actually pointed this out on Twitter, but there was a moment where it was you, Briscoe, Sindrick, Blaney, Reddick, all in the top five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously it's like ties, a reunion tour. Obviously ties to the truck team. Like, does yeah. that, Did you notice that? Or is no, I didn't. Any significance? Uh, no, I mean, I'm getting a car. I'm just, <laughs> you know, you don't have a chance to think about that. And honestly, I can only see one in front and one behind anyway. So, um, oh, that's cool. That was kind of had ourselves our own little duel, didn't we? Uh, but... Um, I'm really happy for each one of them and their success. And, uh, you know, I, I played a role, but it was pretty small. They're doing a lot of their work uh, on their own to, to get where they're at and doing a great job at it. No problem. Any final questions for Brad? Oh, up here to Deb, and we'll wrap it up there. Brad, Deb Williams with uh, RacingToday.com. When Edsel Ford came into Victory Lane, did that surprise you? And what did that mean to you? Well, you know, I, did, I didn't know he was here, so it kind of surprised me that way. Like, you're here on a Thursday? You know, usually those guys uh, must have been really cold in Michigan. 
really cold. I, I feel you, Ed. So I came down here a couple weeks ago. Uh, but um, no, I was happy to see him. He's a great guy. He's been so supportive of me and, and kind. And, uh, you know, we need that support. We can't do this without, uh, you know, a great manufacturer support. And uh, we need those guys to be excited and hungry and, and engaged. And when you win, it, it brings them to victory lane, right? But it, it does more than bring them to victory lane. It, it brings them to the table with all the things behind the scenes that we really need to be able to compete at a high level. So uh, I told those guys we we're going to win races this year, and, and I'm not sure they believe me, but uh, it's good to see them in victory lane and, and be able to, to uh, you know, validate it really early. Thank you. All right, Brad. Well, congratulations on tonight's win, and good luck on Sunday. Thank you. Hope to see you again on Sunday.